Hello and welcome to A Pinch of Magic with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So after last week's podcast, when we were speaking about money and magic and I went off and talking, sharing lots of stories about um, how I see people's relationship with money, the kind of society we live in, how people often are striving for money, but actually what they want is something deeper. Yes, absolutely. We still want that money um, because that's the world we live in. We need money to do to do the things that we want to do to feel safe and secure. Um, but often when people are fixated on the money, there's usually a deeper thing going on. And so today I wanted to talk about the energetics of money. because I, I know on the last podcast, I was like, ready to go off on a whole nother tangent. And I was like, do you know what? <laughs> we'll leave that there. And I'll come back and I'll do another like podcast on the energetics of money. And I have to say, the last podcast probably had the most messages and comments that I've ever done on a podcast before. So clearly it's hit a nerve. And I want today really to focus on the energetics of money. And there's three aspects I want you to consider. Some may be relevant for you. Some you might be like, oh no, Rebecca, that doesn't that doesn't feel right at all. As always, take what works, leave the rest. If you feel a, oh no, that's totally wrong, Rebecca, give yourself a moment to really sit with that. Because often when we have a very strong reaction, there is a learning in there. It still might be that you think I'm wrong and that's absolutely fine. Um, but there might be a nugget in there that's there for you to like dive a little bit deeper in. So just listen and explore what comes up for you, explore what resonates and explore what doesn't resonate for you. So if we think about money, I absolutely believe money isn't, you know, it's well, money is an amplifier. Yeah. If you are a kind, generous person and you have lots of money, you're going to be even kinder, even more generous. If you are mean and stingy and you have loads of money, you're going to be even meaner and even stingier. Sometimes, you know, we we, ha- we live in a culture where like money is the root of all evil. And actually, I don't believe that is at all true. I think money can be used for for greatness, for kindness, for love, for change, for, you know, incredible good in the world. Um, but what it does is it amplifies what a person already is or the issues they already have. And you can often see this in people that win the lottery, for example. So somebody might win the lottery and they they have... Um, let's say, not very good money management habits and they win the lottery and they're like, woohoo. And like, I think the statistic is in within like three or five years, not only have they lost that much money, but they're now in debt as well, or they're in worse debt than they were before because they had poor money management in the first place. And then that it's amplified by the millions they've won on the lottery. And now they have even worse money habits. But they're, what they're playing with now is much larger sums of money. So they can end up in a worse position than they were. So if we think about money just as being an amplifier, it's quite neutral, but it amplifies. And of course, if you're listening to my podcast, it would only amplify the magic and the wonder and the incredibleness of who you are. So money that the way that I see this playing out for people. So the first example I'm going to give you, 
I want you to think about the energy of support. And the example I'm going to give you, I'm going to talk in the the ideas of there being a masculine and a feminine energy. Now, I want to be clear, I am not talking in gender. I'm using this these words because I haven't found better words to use yet. If you have better words, please let me know. But I'm talking about like that divine feminine aspect, which is the idea of like receptivity, of creativity, of intuition and that divine masculine of support, of structure. Now, some people talk in that the language of like um, action and rest. But to me, that feminine isn't resting. There is a rest aspect to it, but it's also that energy of creation. So I'm just just bear with me and we'll just use the phrase like the masculine and the feminine, but knowing these aren't like gendered at all. Everybody has masculine. Everyone has this energy of the feminine in them, too. And I want you to imagine a river. And so when we have a river, we have the river banks and we have the water. If you think of those riverbanks, I want you to imagine that as being a masculine energy, that masculine of support and structure. And I want you to think of the feminine as being the water. Okay, so we have the masculine that is supporting only. It's not controlling. It's not containing. It's just holding the water. The water is free to go in whichever direction she wants. She can ebb and flow. She can go really fast. She can slow, just like gently lap along her choice. But she is expressing herself in a way that feels good to her. And the masculine is just holding. No judgments. Okay. If it wasn't for that energy being held, the water would just be a floodplain and she wouldn't be able to express herself in all of the ways that she wants to do. So I want you to think of money in that masculine form. It's that energy of support. It's holding you so that you can express yourself in the ways that you want to express yourself. And, you know, if you think about like if you had money, how would you express yourself differently? Maybe it would be in like the house that you lived in, the food that you ate, the places that you visited, the schools your children went to, um, the holidays you went on. All of that is an expression. And so the money is just holding you. It's not telling you how to spend your money. It's not telling you how much you should have or what you should earn or how much you should charge if you have your own business. It's just holding you so that you can express yourself in a way that just feels nourishing to you. So if we look at it in that terms as that money being the masculine, the first thing I'm going to ask you to think about is what's your relationship with support? Do you allow yourself to be supported? Is it something that comes really easy to you? Is it easy for you to ask for help? Or do you find yourself being hyper independent, thinking, oh, I'll just do it myself. It will get done properly then. Where do you not allow people to support you? Where don't you trust that other people to support you or to do something as well as you? Because that's often a reflection of our relationship with money also. Do you trust the money's going to be there? Do you trust it to stay? Do you trust it to support you? Do you trust it to be there month after month after month, growing and growing and growing as the cost of living expands too? Do you trust that that job is going to be there, that you're going to get the clients that you need? Or do you not feel 
that level of support? Do you feel like you're always having to do everything by yourself, that you are, it's only you and you can't rely on anyone? Now, again, there's no blame in this. Everyone comes from their own background. Everyone has their own experiences. And this is just one way of looking at that energetics of money. If money is playing that supporting role in your life, is support something that you welcome or is it something you constantly want more of? Also, do you want more money? Constantly wanting more money. Is it something that you welcome into your life? Is it easy for you to receive new money? So just think about that energy of support and how that might show up in your money relationship. And if you changed your relationship with support, how energetically that might ripple out and change that relationship you also have with money. So talking of support, that then takes us on to the second aspect of money, still looking at it in that kind of like masculine guise, is money and actually, interestingly, um, your relationship with something bigger than yourself, like God, goddesses, universe, anything like that, can also be a reflection of our relationship with our father. So what was your relationship with your father like? Was it loving, kind, supportive, always there, always helping you out? Does money reflect that in your life too? Is your relationship with something bigger than you, whatever that may be, is that always there for you too? If you had a father that was absent physically or emotionally, if you felt rejected for any reason, perhaps there was abandonment as a child, is that how you, is that your relationship with money today also? In a very insignificant, no, in a very significant, let's get that the right way around, in a very significant proportion of people that I have worked with, which has been thousands over the years, the relationship with the father is uncannily a reflection, often a reflection of the relationship with the father too, if those issues haven't been like fully addressed at the time. And so if people feel abandoned by a father, like say physically, emotionally, however that showed up, um, they often don't trust money to be there or they don't trust in God, goddess or something else around them. They They just don't have the energy of trust for that. It just, you know, they're like, oh, money always just goes. It just flows through my fingers. Or they don't believe that they can, well, they don't feel they have that value. They don't feel they can charge what they want to be charging. They can't go for the jobs that they want to be going because, oh, no, it's, you know, there's, they want too much experience. I haven't got enough experience. I won't be good enough. And so that can often be a, a reflection. So again, feel into that. Does your relationship with your father reflect your relationship with money? Perhaps the answer is no. But I feel I have to mention it just because it's just so many times that has been the case with people with money. And again, there's an underlying energetic pattern of both. And um, people often come to see me and they're like, Rebecca, I need to, you know, it's usually about money or business or career or, you know, some life change going on in their life. And they're like, oh, I really want to like work on this issue with um, not feeling good enough for my dad and always having to prove myself to my dad. And that's that's another common one, actually, always having to prove yourself. And then it's like always having to prove yourself worthy of earning more money and like overachieving, overachieving, overachieving. And they'll they'll say things like, oh, you know, I've started my own business. I need to clear these money blocks because like, I'm just not getting the sales that I want. I'm just not earning the money that I want. And then they'll say to me, oh, but also there's an issue with my family. And I just, you know, I just, 
don't feel like I'm taking him seriously or there's issues with my parents and then there'll be something else in a romantic relationship too and it'll be the same pattern and they're like oh my goodness where do we start and I'm like we just start with one thing because that that phrase how we do one thing is how we do everything is so so true and often when I'm working with people it's like okay we'll just we'll just work on one aspect because when we work on that one aspect it has a ripple effect of clearing that same pattern in every area of your life so while someone might you know I'll be working them and perhaps we were talking about their relationship with um their partner or something and they're like oh yeah but what about money (laughs) we'll get towards the end of the session like what about money Rebecca and I'll be like but think of that pattern. It's exactly the same. And they're like, oh my goodness, yes. And of course, but you clear one pattern, you clear all of them. And I often like to describe this in, <laughs> it's not the most beautiful um, example, but imagine having a dirty sink of water, a sink full of dirty water. You could get a teaspoon and you can just start teaspooning out one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. And, you you know, the sink will eventually clear. It's going to take a lot of time and effort to do that. And it's, you know, probably going to fill up as quickly as it's going down. Or, as I like to do, is I put on my rubber, I like to say, I'm going to put on my rubber gloves, put my hand right down to that plug in that dirty water and just pull out the one issue that was causing all of the dirty water. You pull out the grime that's in there. And then the water just flows freely. And that's all you have to do when you do this work. So I'm giving you like three examples today. You only need to find one that works for you. And to kind of work with that pattern in, you know, however you work with these things. Um, If you're unsure, go to my website. There's plenty of ideas of how how to do it over there. But we can just get that one that one pattern and just clear it through. So if you do have any issues with money and you're you're like, I'm not where I want to be, Rebecca, or I just I just don't understand the money just as it comes in, it goes out just as fast. It's like spot the pattern. Is it the river analogy? Is it about support? Could it be something to do with how safe and secure you felt as a child with that energy of the father in your life or not? And equally, you know, maybe there's abandonment issues. Oh, but maybe there was unhealthy relationship as a child. And actually that's now reflected in that unhealthy relationship and money, you know. And But equally, if it was a really good relationship with your father, perhaps you have a really good relationship with money. So just become curious, become like a little detective in your own life so that you can notice where these patterns show up so that you can release them. Because sometimes just acknowledging and witnessing the pattern is enough to clear it. And that's all you've had to do is just go, oh my goodness, look, there's that pattern again. And bringing it from your subconscious to your conscious mind is enough to break that pattern, to break that habit, to, you know, clear that energy through so that you can now make new choices. Okay, might not happen overnight, (laughs) but it might happen very, very, very quickly anyway. Okay, so we've got support, we've got father energy. And the last one I want to talk to you about is trust. What is your relationship with trust? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust other people? Because if you don't, it's going to be really hard for you to trust money. And I talk a lot about trusting yourself 
in the energy of um, your intuition. And I talk about how it is really hard to trust people that lie to you. And when people lie to us, we don't trust them. But how often do you lie to yourself? How often do you say, do you know what? I'm going to go to bed before midnight tonight. And at one o'clock in the morning, you're still scrolling. You're still catching up on those films. You're still emailing people, whatever it may be, captivated by that book. And although it just seems like, yeah, it's only a little lie. (laughs) You probably don't even recognise it as a lie. You know who's lied to you. And it's exactly the same with you. If you lie to yourself, you know about it. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But the trust is really important because if you think about money, it's a system built on trust. That's it. It is trust-based system. And you might not think that. No, of course not, Rebecca. Of course it's not trust. Yes, it is. (laughs) If when you pay someone, like with a note and a coin, like let's go back to old traditional money, you would say to someone, I think actually even on the money, it says, um, I trust that the bearer of this money, whatever. I say, for example, if I gave you £20, you trust that where you go into that shop to spend your £20, they are going to accept that as a unit of currency. That piece of paper is not worth £20 without the backing of the of the currency to say this is of value of £20. It's like when you write a cheque, I hereby give such and such and you write a cheque for £20, you're trusting that that piece of paper <laughs> that looks not much different from a notepad <laughs> is worth £20. So someone does some work for you, you pay them £20 and they trust that that money has value. You trust that when you put your salary into the bank account, that it is there and you trust that you can draw on it and it has a particular value. Things go terribly wrong when people stop trusting in money. And we saw this in the UK. Goodness, I can't even remember when, but when I think it was during our last recession and people went to the bank and were, and were like, I want my money from the bank. And there was a certain branch of bank that I can't remember who it was, but that bank collapsed because they didn't have the money to give everybody what they were owed. Okay, so money is a currency of trust. So if we think of money as trust and it becomes even more of obvious, you know, when we go virtually, you pay through PayPal and Stripe and, you know, um, cryptocurrency. It's all built on trust, which is why people who are in cryptocurrency are very keen to get so many other people involved in it, because the more people that believe in a system, the more people that trust a system, the more value, the more valid it becomes. OK, no different than any other aspect of life, but this this is the money that we're talking about right now. And so if you have a hard time trusting other people or trusting yourself, 
it's going to be really hard for you to trust in the idea of money and to trust that money will be there for you, that it's there to support you, that you can have as much as you need and more, or that you can have more than you need and save. And so it goes back to this idea of, is it easy for you to trust people? Is that level of distrust similar to your experience and relationship with money? Perhaps you have to work really, 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 really hard to earn a really good wage. And you're like, surely this should be easier. My goodness, look at all the experience I've got in life. And there's maybe something that doesn't feel as congruent. So check the energy of trust. Like I said earlier, often we can distrust other people. If people lie to us, we don't trust them. If they're a bit shady, we don't trust them. That's okay. That's sensible. You know, there are some people in the world that we shouldn't trust. You should not be one of them. So we know that when people are shady, we don't trust them. However, when we lie to ourselves, we know not to trust ourselves too. Okay, when we stop trusting ourselves, we don't trust our intuition. We don't believe in ourselves. We devalue ourselves and the spiral continues. And when we find it hard to trust other people, even even air quotes, good people, even people that haven't done anything dodgy. <laughs> it, if we still find it hard to trust people that are being genuine, that are caring for you, that are offering you support and you don't, they must be after something, you know, again, that is going to be very much likely reflected in your relationship with money. So a very easy way that you can start shifting that around is to start telling yourself the truth, to start being honest with yourself. If you say, I'm going to be in bed by midnight tonight, make sure that you are. If you say to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym every day this week, maybe change that too. I'm going to move my body with more intention every day this week. And if you end up at the gym, fantastic. But the fact is you haven't lied to yourself. Okay. And as with anything, the more we have a relationship with something, the more we can create and maintain a relationship with something, the more we value it. So the more we can create a relationship with ourselves, what do you need? Hi, are you okay? Yes. (laughs) And clearly you're not. Now, of course, there will be a time and a place where it's not appropriate to like share everything. But if someone that you love and somebody that cares for you genuinely asks you how you are and you say okay, and all of your bodies they're going, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. Hello, look at the world around us right now. That would be perfectly understandable. Um, Or I should say, particularly understandable. Whereas if you can actually go, yeah, actually, I'm not okay. And you can still say, and I'm not ready to talk about it. (laughs) You know, you don't have to, you can still have a choice in these matters. But start being honest with yourself first and foremost. What do you need? What support do you need? What help do you need in the world? How do you want to show up? What do you want to do with your life? What is important to you? You know, what do you want for dinner? Be honest about it. Don't lie to yourself. Or rather, I should say, stop lying to yourself and start being honest. Start becoming a person of your word because people of their word, we trust. We can depend upon them. We lean into them for support. Can you see the energy of money showing up here at the same time? So when we can just start telling ourselves the truth, being honest with ourselves or even not lying to ourselves is the perfect place to start. 
everything starts to shift, including your relationship with money. If you just start saying to yourself things like, oh, I want to feel better, I want to be healthier, or just start saying, do you know what, I'm going to promise myself that every day I'm going to drink more water or I'm going to move my body, but make it easy, make it something that is actually attainable to yourself so that you're not lying. Of course, do more, you know, absolutely do more. But give yourself something that you can achieve so that when you've done it, you're like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Because like the drink of water, for example, you might get to the end of the day and go, oh, no, I've not had my water yet. Well, go to the tap, (laughs) go to the go to where you have your water and get some more water. Have a sip of water and you're like, oh, done it. Turn off everything at 10 to midnight and you're like, yes, I'm settling down to go to sleep early. This is amazing. And so each of those times you're telling yourself you trust yourself, you're building up that muscle of trust. And as we start to have the energy of trust, we can trust in other things around us. Still appropriately, it's not going to turn us into somebody that no longer trusts anyone because what it does is as we trust ourselves, we become more connected to our intuition. And so where sometimes you might think, oh, I can't trust anyone, I'll get hurt. Actually, when you can trust yourself more, you're more connected to your intuition. So you are less likely to get hurt because you are already connected in and you know those people that and situations and opportunities that you need to say no to. Okay. So when we're looking at the energetics of money, I want you just to like to go through that exercise of looking at the riverbanks. How easy is it for you to receive support? What was your relationship like with your father? Sorry, dads, <laughs> putting a lot of pressure on them. And what was, what is your relationship with trust? Okay. And like I said, maybe you're like, nah, that, none of that resonates with me, Rebecca. Brilliant. Let me know what does. Or maybe there's some of it you're like, oh my goodness, actually, I can see how that pattern could be a thing. Let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Because like I said, I just really wanted to start the conversation about money. It's something that you know, that there are certain topics in the world that we keep in the shadows and money is most definitely one of those. And we need to bring that light to it because money can do so much good in the world, especially when it's in the right hands, when it's in the hands of people that are going to amplify the the magic within, shall we say, you know, that's going to look after themselves. Absolutely. Like I said in the last call, Give yourself absolutely everything you want and so much more. And remember that we are responsible for ourselves and we are responsible for our communities and the world around us. That doesn't mean that you have to live in servitude. doesn't mean that you have to give everything away because we can do so much more when we have so much more ourselves. But it does mean that, you know, people that are taking responsibility for themselves are likely to take responsibility for the wider world as well. And that's the world we really want to be co-creating together. Okay. So let me know your thoughts. Come over into our community. Agree with me. Don't agree with me. I really don't mind. Like I said, this is a conversation. It's not the law. (laughs) It's not like this is the only way that it is. And hopefully by now, if you've listened to enough of my podcast, you know, this is only ever about take what works for you, leave the rest but let's let's have that conversation so let me know um let me know your thoughts on money and i will be back actually probably uh tomorrow 
because I want to share with you a fun little, let's call it a game, (laughs) that I want to share with you for Friday's new moon in Aries, the beginning of a brand new zodiac sign. So I will talk to you again very, very soon.